Welcome to the Christian Business Concepts with your host, Harold Milby. Christian Business Concepts is dedicated to guiding companies and business owners in becoming effective, efficient, and successful through God's Word and godly principles. Now, here's your host, Harold Milby. Welcome to this week's Christian Business Concepts podcast. It's really my sincere desire that this podcast today is going to bring you some encouragement, enlightenment, and even empowerment as you listen. Um, I want to. I also want to thank you, really, from the bottom of my heart, really, for being a part of the CBC family. Uh, please feel free to to reach out to me if you have a group you'd like for me to come to speak to, or even if you would uh, like to have me come to your church and speak or preach. I would count it a privilege to do that. Uh, having been a senior pastor for over 12 years, I believe I understand the local church and the opportunities that uh, that you have in a church to really reach the community. And uh, if your church is not hosting a monthly or even a quarterly meeting with local business leaders, you really should prayerfully consider doing that. And, uh, and I'll be glad to help you uh, get that started if, if there's any way that I can do that. So in today's podcast, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about uh, the arena that you're going to battle in that will determine your success and the success of your business or your department or your organization. And so before I jump right into that, I want to kind of give you a little history there. So, so from 566 B.C. until the 3rd century A.D., uh, Athens, Greece, uh, held the what was called as the uh, Panathenaic Festival of Games. Uh, it happened every four years, and it consisted of uh, religious and cultural and athletic events that were held in the Panathenaic Arena. Uh, it's the only arena in the world that was made totally of marble. Uh, at one point, it seated 50,000 people. Uh, I, actually, our current Olympics actually were developed from these athletic competitions, and our modern sports stadiums were designed off the model of this Panathenaic arena. And the arena in Greece is actually still used today. Uh, so like this Greek arena, there is an arena that you're going to do battle in that you've got to win if you're going to be successful. And that arena is the arena of the mind. And in this arena, much, much like the Greek athletes, uh, you're going to fight battles alone and without the help of other people. It's going to be you and you alone who are going to fight these battles. Now, as Christians, as a Christian, you know, we have the, the wonderful uh, opportunity to have the Lord help us uh, through these battles and help us to overcome this, uh, the battle uh, of the mind. And uh, the Lord will help us overcome it and to be victorious in this battle of the mind. And, and just as these great athletes of then and, and even those currently— you know, they train their bodies to be victorious. They train their minds. They train their physical bodies. And we can train our minds just like that to be victorious. 
So the mind is powerful, and it, it's either going to help you or hinder you in your daily life, including your business life, your professional life, your personal life. The arena of the mind is the thing we battle in every day. Uh, Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And this, this means that our thoughts, the things that are in our minds, the thoughts, uh, it, it's going to shape things like our emotions. It'll shape our identity. Uh, it will shape our actions. And it will shape our confidence. Uh, you know, Proverbs uh, 16 and 3 in the New Living Translation says, Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Uh, King James Version says it this way. It says, Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy, thought, and thy thoughts shall be established. Uh, you know, the one thing that we do realize uh, is that God wants us blessed. I mean, there's so many scriptures that I could go to, and actually I've done a podcast on it about how God wants you blessed. And, and so he does, and the arena of the mind is no different. He wants us blessed, and he wants us to be victorious. And, uh, you know, until we make Jesus the Lord of our lives, the things of God are really not perceived. They're, they're really not embraced. Uh, why is that? Well, you know, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 14 through 16, it says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they're foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So when you, when you become born again, you begin to perceive and embrace those things uh, of God and what his word says to help us to be, you know, victorious in really all areas of our life. You know, when the, the Bible talks about the mind, there's, and I'm not going to read these passages. I'll give you the scriptures, but you can look them up. The Bible talks, first of all, of a troubled mind. That's in 2 Kings 6 and 11. It also talks about a, a depraved mind. That's in 1 Timothy 6 and 5. In Romans 8 and 7, it talks about a sinful mind. Uh, and in 2 Corinthians 3 and 14, it talks about a dull mind. And in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, it talks about a blinded mind. Uh, and in 2 Timothy 3 and 8, it talks about a corrupt mind. So if you really study the Word of God and, and pull up a, a concordance on your phone, or if maybe you've got a hard copy concordance, uh, you can look up the word mind and see how important um, the mind is to God because you can see how many times he talks about it uh, throughout the scriptures in both the Old and New Testament. Uh, you know, in 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, it says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So as we listen to that scripture, it kind of tells us that we can take our thinking to another level. 
We can take our thinking to a, a greater level than where we're at right now. Now, today, as we talk about this arena of the mind, I want you to understand that I am extremely passionate about this subject. It's something that I've taught on. It's something I've preached on. It's something that I've lived. It's something that I have have tried to discern to the best of my ability so that I can communicate it. But it's very passionate. But I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a lot of scriptures today. There's going to be a lot of scriptures today because there's a lot of scriptures on the mind, and, and I want you to know those. Uh, you know, Henry Ford had a great saying. He was known for saying this. He said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And so what he was saying was is that if, if, if you don't think you can do something, then you won't. If you think you can do it, you've got a great possibility that you will. And it's all that battle that goes on in the mind. Uh, Napoleon Hill uh, said, whatever the mind uh, is, man can conceive and believe it can achieve. So you have to be able to conceive it and then believe it before you'll ever achieve it. Uh, the battle of the mind is one of the most important battles that we're going to need to win if we're going to be truly successful in our life. So how do we become champions? You know, the, the, uh, the Greek games, they had champions. Well, how do we become a champion in the battle of our mind? So let's look at the principles that we really need to become champions, right? So first is guard your mind. Guard your mind. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, keep your heart, and that word can be used as mind as well, but it says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You know, our minds are like a computer, and, and I think we've all heard this, but, you know, it bears repeating, garbage in, garbage out. So if you put a bunch of junk in your mind, you're going to get a bunch of junk out. You know, athletes throughout history have understood the importance and power of nutrition. They understand it's extremely important to protect what they put into their bodies. In other words, they, were, they, they, they had to feed their bodies. And it is important that we protect what we put into our minds or what we feed our minds. I mean, the question that I would have for you today is, what are you putting into your mind? Now, let's be completely honest. Most people don't really purposely think about what they're feeding their minds, right? They just don't think about it. But we should because it is so critical to our life and to our, uh, to our lives and to our success. Uh, Romans 12 and 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, that word transformed is the word metamorpho, and it just means to change into another form. It, it, we get our word metamorphosis from this Greek word, and it means like changing from a, from a caterpillar to a butterfly. It's almost like a whole different species. So if you really want to change your life, begin to change your thinking, Right? You've got to guard your mind. We have to protect our mind by what, by what we allow to go in, right, to enter into it. You know, the five senses, sight, touch, taste, hearing, smell, all collect information 
um, and, uh, you know, about our environment and what's going on around us. And then it's interpreted by our brain, which creates thoughts. And, uh, and so the main gates, we'll, we'll, we're going to call them gates, these main gates by which things enter into our minds are the following. They're the two main ones, the eye gate. So things enter into our mind, which creates thoughts through our eyes, through the eye gate. Uh, Psalms 119.37, it says, Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. So David, King David understood this. He understood the power of what he would look at. You know, he got in big trouble because he saw uh, Bathsheba up on top of a roof taking a bath. He didn't look away. He didn't walk away. He stood there and watched her. And then before long, he winds up having an affair. He winds up having his uh, her husband killed in battle because of it. Bad decisions, all because he didn't protect or guard his, his mind. He didn't, he didn't protect it through the eye gate. Uh, Psalms 101 and 3 says, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. Again, very important. Uh, Matthew, if you want to talk about the New Testament, in Matthew verses 6 and 22, it says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. So it's important what we allow in our eyes. You know, I have a wisdom seed that I'll give you here. Where the eyes wander, the mind and thoughts quickly follow. Let me say it again. Where the eyes wander, the mind and the thoughts quickly follow. You just can't look at anything. You know, it, it, it just like the athlete just can't eat anything. So the key here is putting your eyes on the right things, and one of those is putting your eyes on the Word of God. What does the Word of God say to you, about you, for you, direction, life, career? What does the Word of God say? Put your eyes on the Word of God. Look at it. Read it. Um, the other thing, the, the, uh, the other gate is the ear gate, and it's kind of the same as the eye gate. You've got to protect what you're allowing yourself to listen to, what's going into your ears. Uh, in Luke chapter 8 and verse 18, it says, Take heed how you hear. What he was saying was, what are you listening to? What kind of garbage are you allowing to go into your ears? Protect what you're hearing. Protect what you're hearing. Don't just listen to anything, whether that be a person uh, whether it be a tape, whether it be music, be careful what you listen to. It is extremely important because, again, your senses collect data from your environment that your brain interprets, which then, again, creates thoughts. So if you want to have and guard your thoughts, you've got to protect what you watch, protect what you listen to. The next gate is the mouth gate. It's what we speak so if you say things long enough to yourself, you'll begin to believe them. If you tell yourself you're stupid and you're never going to amount to anything and you tell yourself that over and over again, then eventually you'll begin to believe it. 
You know, I have a son that went through this. He used to tell himself all the time that he was stupid and he couldn't learn, yet his teachers would talk to me and tell me how smart and how bright he was. But he had told himself so many times in so many ways that he was stupid that he began to believe it. Now he's he's 30 years old, almost 31 years old, and now he he's had to work his way through that and change his mindset, change his thoughts about himself. And he doesn't think that anymore, but he feels like he really sabotaged the first, you know, 15 years of his career because he listened to the things that he spoke. So it's important that you realize what you speak. It's the same way, you know, when we talk about hearing, well, you need to hear the positive things that you say about yourself and hear what the Word of God says. Have professions that you make every day. I mean, if you go to the CBC website and go to the help section, there's actually a whole list of of things according to the Word of God that you should be professing out loud over your life. And I encourage you to go there, print it off, use it every day. I do still to this day. That same thing that I'm telling you to go to, I have printed off. I have it on my desk. That's one of the first things that I do is go through some of the professions that I have. Um, you know, uh, the Bible says uh, in Proverbs eight twenty one, it says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Uh, Matthew twelve thirty six says, we will one day give an account of every careless word we speak. That's important. Proverbs 13 and 3 says, he who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Again, it is so important that we watch what we say. And I know so many people think it's not a big deal, or I was just joking around. You know what? Your mind doesn't work that way. And, and so when you say things like that, your mind goes to work to process it. If you say it long enough, your mind just begins to say, yeah, that's the truth. So when you say things like, I can't get this done, or I, I don't have the ability to do this, then your mind begins to believe what it hears. So the mouth gate, the ear gate, the eye gate, guard your mind and be careful. Uh, next, you've got to be disciplined in your thinking. In other words, you've got to train your mind in what I call in purposeful thought. Train your mind on what you need to think about. You know, Philippians 8 verses uh, 4 verses 8 through 9 gives us some real clarity on this and some advice. He says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So train your mind on what it needs to think about. Isaiah 26 and 3 says that God will keep us in perfect peace if we keep our mind and our thoughts on Him. So again, we have to train ourselves on what we need to be thinking about. And, you know, if you talk to professional athletes, they'll tell you that when they're successful, it's because their mind begins to see them doing the things that they need to do. Uh, Michael Jordan used to talk about this. He said, I would see myself playing at this great high level, and that's what helped them to play at that level. 
because he was speaking to his mind. He was speaking thoughts. He was having and training his mind to think that he could do these things. Um, you know, uh, Romans 8 and 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So, yeah, you've got to be disciplined in your thinking. But let me tell you, it's worth the discipline. If you're going to compete and be a winner in the arena of your mind, you've got to be disciplined in your, in your thinking, just like athletes have to be disciplined in their training. All right? So that's, a, that's the second. Number three is do not believe every thought you have. See, you've got to choose what you're going to believe. So you can't believe every thought that comes into your head because not every thought is going to be a positive thought. So you've got to train yourself on what you're going to believe. You're going to believe negative thoughts or positive thoughts. You're going to believe good thoughts or bad thoughts. Are you going to believe God's word for you or the world? what the world says about you? You have to choose what you're going to believe. And then next, you have to choose how you're, go- how you're going to believe. So you practice the thoughts of God instead of practicing your own thoughts. You know, are you going to believe one thing at one minute, uh, one minute, and then something totally different a minute later? Because see, James one and eight says that's a double-minded man, and a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The Bible says. So you've got to to know that great leaders don't just number one, they don't just think about themselves; uh, they think about others. Great leaders, they think about solutions. They don't think about problems; they think about solutions to problems. Uh, great leaders think about how to make the complicated more simple, not taking something that's simple and making it complicated. Great leaders know how to think big. They think big. They dream. They dream big. I have been accused of being a dreamer, and I always take it as a compliment because I want to think big, and I serve a God that is limitless. So why shouldn't I think big? I think really big. Uh, does that mean I always hit those marks? No, it doesn't. But if I thought small, I would hit a lot smaller mark than what I do when I think big. So you're better to think big anyway. Uh, you know, great leaders, they don't, they don't spend a lot of time on negative thoughts. They don't. Uh, so let's move on. So don't believe every thought. Next, be a lifelong learner. Be a lifelong learner. Proverbs 18, 15 says, The heart of the prudent gets knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Proverbs 10 and 14 says, Wise men lay up knowledge. And then in 2 Peter uh, 3 and 18, it says, Grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, grow in grace and knowledge. Uh, Knowledge is important. Be a lifelong learner. Don't ever give up. Read books. Listen to podcasts. Um, go to seminars, uh, take some classes, but always be a lifelong learner. At this, at this moment, I'm 61, almost 62 years old. I always want to learn. I don't ever want to feel like I'm done learning. I want to continue to be a learner the rest of my life. I encourage you to do the same. And then next, depend on God for the victory. You know, the Lord's going to be your strength. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. You don't have to depend on yourself. You depend on God. You depend on God. Because he's going to take 
care of you. If you serve the living God, if you've made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, you can depend on him for victory, and you should. You know, positive thinking people, they're more, they're more confident people. You know, scientists have found that positive thinking people, they live longer, they have less serious illnesses, they're better equipped to take action, uh, they form positive relationships, and they're better problem solvers just because they are positive thinking. So where are you right now in your life? Where are you? Because right now, where you at is because of your thinking. If you want to change where you're at, then you got to change your thinking. Now, I truly believe that if you're listening to this podcast, you can be victorious in the battle of your mind. And though you may, you may be attacked in your mind, I believe that you can overcome it. Lord, I, I just want to thank you right now, Lord, for those who've downloaded this podcast today, Lord, on, on winning in the arena of the mind. And Lord, I pray that they've been enlightened uh, I, I pray, Lord, that they're encouraged, and Lord, empower them to go out, Lord, and to be victorious. I pray that they'll be victorious in this battlefield. And Lord, I thank you for it, and I give you glory, and I give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're not a Christian today, but you want to be, and you like the advantages that the believers in Christ have, I encourage you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior right now. By praying this prayer with me, say, Lord, I come before you as a sinner, and I ask you to forgive me of my sins and make me righteous. I accept you as my Lord and invite your Holy Spirit into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you believe what you just prayed, then get into a Bible-believing church so that you can continue to grow. But you are now a born-again believer. Well, it looks like this is all the time we have today. Uh, again, I thank you so very much for listening to today's podcast and uh, ask you to uh, write a review when you can and share this pod podcast with other people. Uh, the CBC family seems to grow every week, and I'm so excited about it. But until next time, remember, Jesus is Lord, and he wants you blessed. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Christian Business Concepts podcast. Go to ChristianBusinessConcepts.com for more information and resources. Be sure to check out other podcasts that will help you take your business and your personal life to a whole new level of success.